0: Love Talk
1: Radio. Good evening, everybody. I'm Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection, and we're coming to you live from Los Angeles. Hi, Christina.
0: Hi. Hi. I'm happy to be here. We got a nice cold winter night. We're getting wintry Great. around here. Yeah.
1: I know. Is it crazy that the new moon, the full moon of December, is called the cold moon? <laughs>
0: Yes, that makes a lot of sense I've noticed it's just been covered in clouds lately Obviously that's where we're at But still, it feels very cold Looking up at it, it is cold and spooky
1: Yeah It's quite beautiful tonight Because the moon is still in Taurus And we don't have the full moon until the 18th So it's still three nights away But it's Mm -hmm. close It's getting plump
0: (laughs) I like
1: like how you can or historically like farmers always predicted weather based on moon cycles. And I I noticed Mm -hmm. it when I had a house in the upstate of New York in the mountains, upstate mountains of New York. And I would notice it, you know, on years when, say, the full moon of April would come late, you definitely wouldn't want to plant because that moon could really represent cold nights. So Mm. if that full moon came a little earlier in April, then that meant that it was going to warm up a little bit sooner. But if that full moon came later, you better not put your plants out in the ground too early. better wait until like the 1st of May.
0: Oh, I see. Very interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's historically what the farmers always did that if the, you know, they knew that the full moon of May was always warm, like that wasn't going to be a problem, but you could Uh maybe time, you could maybe time certain cycles of um, agricultural, you know, wellness based on moon cycles because the moon to them, and I actually have some belief in it, although it could sound completely wacky, that the moon has some influence on the weather. We've talked about this before on this show, because if the moons pull on the tides and then the moons pull on water and then then the atmosphere is full of water, then the moon must also influence our atmosphere to some degree. It must be subtle, you know, very Uh subtle, but it must pull on the water. It's impossible that it's only pulling on the water. You know, I mean, women cycle with the moon.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, in our, our emotional, you know, like, I was I was at the hairdresser the other day, and he was talking about the full moon coming up, and he had a cop friend, and he said the cops always say the full moons are crazy times.
1: And it brings out the crazies.
0: Yeah, all the emotion, all the emotion right up front.
1: Right. Well, they don't call it Luna for nothing.
0: <laughs> Luna, <laughs> lunatic. Yes. Yeah,
1: that's where it comes from like uh, lunacy
0: uh-huh. like,
1: uh, disturbed by the moon
0: because mm-hmm. in the
1: tarot in the tarot the moon card is confusion and and um not seeing things clearly it's mm. a it's a it's part of the testing where the road before us they say it undulates, it goes up and down, you know, like when you're drawing, driving a car on a straightaway, but it has like little mounds and dips in it. So you can't really see whether you can pass a car. Mm-hmm. So there's, like an illu- there's an illusion that you can pass a car, but you actually mm-hmm. don't really know whether you can pass a car because maybe there's a car below the dip. Uh So that's that's like the moon. You you have a vision of that. You think you know what's coming, but you don't know what's coming. And Mm. when and when we're delving really deeply into that vibe, it can be, I think, a little bit confusing um, because people like linear, you know, they want to be able to see things in sunlight.
0: Yes. Clear. Right. Moonlight.
1: Moonlight is a little is a little off.
0: It uh-huh. it is. A little dreamy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastical.
1: Yeah. I had an interesting experience once a long time ago with one of my brothers where we were at that same house in the mountains of New York, coming up a couple of times here, and it was cold up there. And I did a lot of good work up there, like moon work and a lot of energy work. And he and I <clears throat> went for a walk down the road to go down to the field. There was a field and there were no houses. This was a like an old farmhouse that was grandfathered into the Catskill Forest. It was literally thousands and thousands of acres of land with no other houses around because most of it was wow. New York City, like water supply land. Anyway, yeah. I, had a dog, I had a dog at the time and she took off. And so I chased her just whatever. I like ran after her, you know, just to kind of play with her. And he was behind me walking down the road, catching up with me. And when I got her and I turned around and started walking back up towards the house and he and I encountered each other, the moon was exactly at 90 degrees to us, almost Uh. exactly. And we didn't recognize each other. It was a really creepy moment where, and there was enough, no substances involved we didn't we didn't recognize each other at all we heard our voices coming out of each other of our you know the appropriate mouth so we identify Uh ourselves but we looked like some alternate actual face like a different human being completely 100 percent different human being Uh so we, we 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 weren't really frightened by it but what we did was we kind of walked like a 360 around and as and we were able to reproduce it. As we walked around like a center point, there were moments where the moon shined on us and all of a sudden we looked like the facial recognition that we knew. And then we would come into a different angle and we would change into a different face based on the shadows, the shadows that the moonlight was casting on our face. It was intense. And I learned really tangibly in that moment Funny story. I can't believe I'm telling it. Um, I'll have to tell my brother that it's on the podcast um, because it was must have been 20 years ago at least. So um, I learned in that moment what that card meant. Like in that moment, I was like, "Oh, this is it. Moonlight is not clear. It's deceptive, and so the full moon is is not a dependable." light on anything it, it's causing mm-hmm. us to explore like the dream state imagery mm-hmm. metaphor mm-hmm. myth those kinds mm-hmm. of things but not linear clear right mm-hmm. you get it yes
0: yes i'm just trying to think how fantastic i love that i love that i love that i feel like it's it's you know there's moments where you get really like, or I have, I'm really emotional. And then after the full moon, it's I come back down to earth and it's like, oh, I probably didn't need to get that. That problem wasn't as big as it was. It appeared differently or was exaggerated or was a different thing than what it actually is. Yes.
1: yes. Great. Right. Great. Right. So it causes us to dig into a a different layer of the unconscious which is mm-hmm. why you know if people are out and they're reveling and they're drinking or they're doing drugs it expands that, that misconception of what's actually going on around them mm mm-hmm. mhm right yeah historically you know the cops have always said it it's uh-huh. like not a it's not an uncommon thing cops all over the world know that on, on the night of the full moon, they get more calls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The
0: perception's
1: off. Because people can lose their mind. Mm-hmm. They can become more crazy. And whatever that means, whether it's like overdosing or criminal activity or daredevil activity, risk-taking, mm-hmm. you know, all mm-hmm. all of that outside the boundaries of the linear life. I wasn't necessarily expecting our conversation to go in this way tonight, but it's an interesting, um, you know, after all, Neptune is going to be square, this full moon axis. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's fair to be talking about dreams. It's interesting. Mm -hmm. I hadn't really thought about that until now, is that Neptune is going to be at uh, 25 or 26 degrees Pisces, the full moon is going to be at 25 degrees uh, Sagittarius and um and the moon will be at 25 degrees Gemini and that's a big big t square <laughs> and in astrology in astrology not a nice t square like you know like if you were born with that aspect in your chart you might have um learning disability, or issues with drugs and alcohol, or escapism, or isolation, or avoidance issues, Mm. or um, an overactive fantasy world, or victimization um, issues, or things like that. So this full moon is going to be intense because of that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think we're actually tapping into something here that I wasn't like I said, I know I'm saying that a couple of times, but I like the organic nature of our show because you and I don't prep a lot. We talk about a show topic, but then we really just jump into it when, we, when we're getting ready to speak. And I think that makes it very organic and, and um, in the moment. It's not a scripted show.
0: Right, right. We follow the road that is paved in front of us or moonlit in front of us.
1: Tonight, for sure, moonlit, yeah, Mm -hmm. plus the fact it's also solstice time, and, um, you know, I know you and I talked about how um, we're going to do a solstice show next week, which is really great, so we'll be able to talk a little bit more about the sun moving into Capricorn, but tonight the full moon energy is very present the moon's really apparent you know i've been really enjoying the jupiter saturn venus alignment that they're just exactly in a straight arc and right after the sun goes down and the western sky kind of loses that twilight venus jupiter and saturn are right in a line and they're magnificent it's just unbelievable that we can see the three of them right now i was thinking about how Jupiter has separated almost an entire sign away from Saturn when one year ago, it was the Christmas star, mm-hmm. which I thought, one year right? Ago. Yeah. One year ago, Jupiter and Saturn were conjunct and they were, they, they were really, that was an intense and beautiful thing to see. I really enjoyed right. that. Now though, we have another alignment where Saturn is exactly halfway between, it's at the, um, what's called the midpoint. Saturn mm-hmm. is at the midpoint between Jupiter and um, Venus, and it's something to see, something very mm-hmm. beautiful. Also, one other astronomy thing that I've been noticing is that I can feel the sun is catching up to Venus. Venus is slowing down
0: mm-hmm. because it's going to go
1: retrograde soon. It's mm-hmm. definitely slowing down its western elongation because... When the sun goes down and I finally see Venus, it's now lower in the sky. It's closer to the horizon. So uh-huh. it hasn't gone retrograde yet. All that means is that the sun is catching up to it a little bit as it's slowing down because it's starting to turn and come around. It's starting to kind of come straight at us before it turns and goes back retrograde. mean straight
0: at us. Yes. Well, and I mean, yeah. you're right. It's um, this weekend. Venus goes stationary retrograde.
1: Yeah, beautiful. So extra slow
0: down. Extra slow down. It
1: will will quickly plunge into the sun. You know, back into the light, the light of the sun. Obviously, we know that Venus is not plunging into the sun. Thank you. So (laughs) um, for all of you haters and skeptics out there,
0: (laughs) remember, astrology is an
1: interpretation of astronomy. It's 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 not really at odds with astronomy. It's it's an interpretation of astronomy. It's mm-hmm. like you know, yeah. It's like saying that a mile is five thousand two hundred and eighty feet. You know, a mile. It's an interpretation of mass. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It doesn't have anything really to do with that. It's arbitrary. A mile. You know, it's something that we perceive. So we perceive. Like planetary energies and the way in which they're affecting us because we're observing that. We're not at odds with astronomy. We love astronomy. Astronomy is the foundation of our astrological interpretation. We love and respect astronomy. Without astronomy, there wouldn't be astrology.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or pretty things to look at in the sky at night, at sunset. Just so gorgeous. Yeah. I highly recommend people go out to do that.
1: So beautiful. Tell us about the current planetary positions.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that. Well, exciting, right? Mars just went into Sagittarius this week, so we oh, love that. I know it.
1: I know. My Mars is in Sag. I had a Mars return. Mars oh, conjunct Mars. Mm-hmm. Nice.
0: That's nice. Yeah. So adventurous, action-oriented for sure. Really like it interested i i love this time of year now that i think about this because we have some capricorn planets too we're just rounding out the end we're rounding out our year we're we're looking back we're really figuring out what it is that as a whole um you know what's going on um that's the larger meaning of it all and and what can we kind of contribute with capricorn Mm
1: mm-hmm accomplishment right
0: Mm-hmm. yeah purpose yes.
1: purpose grounding Mercury mm-hmm. is in capricorn venus is in capricorn conjunct pluto and will retrograde before it goes into aquarius it's not going to be leaving Sagitt- uh, capricorn and um it will be kind of reconjuncting pluto in many ways venus and pluto right now are conjunct and they're going to stay conjunct you know, there's a lot of You know, it may move more than one degree away before it retrogrades, but it's still within a conjunction. In a natal chart, this is a very intense Venus-Pluto union. Uh, Venus as Persephone, you know, and Pluto as the sort of underworld deity. And and Pluto and Venus don't get an opportunity to interact like this very often. I think it's powerful.
0: Yeah, it's so powerful. I I am happy we're talking about this cuz I think it's just exciting. We don't get this too much especially with the like retrograde. It just feels like what you were saying, like Venus is is slowing down and is going to like like stay, you know, in in this in this space with Pluto for longer than average. Normally she just, you know,
1: draws for a day. Down <laughs> <laughs> well, we normally it would be for a day, you know. Right. Now it's going to be for practically like a month. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) exactly.
1: Yeah. It's a long visit.
0: Yeah. I mean, well, and these two deserve a long visit, I feel, because I think the overall outcome or the like positive uh, growth from these two meeting is, is a lot of self-love is a lot of like inner you know, work as far as figuring out what you want in relationships or what you feel you need um, uh, yeah
1: so, mhm, yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, uh, also like what you adjusting. can
1: accomplish with love what what kind of the way in which mm. love can transform the people around you, the way in which love could transform your work, the way in which you could transform others through your work with love, um and also on a purely psychic and predictive level, it would portend the rise of a powerful woman. Pluto Mm. conjunct Venus with a stationary Venus retrograde conjunct Pluto. My global prediction for that would be the rise of a powerful woman, a patriarchal woman who rises to power. Mm. It's very Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney. Oh. Very Liz Cheney.
0: She's pissed.
1: Woman. she's pissed. She's pissed. She's pissed. She's pissed at her whole party. She cannot believe that they're willing to sacrifice democracy. She's um she's going to go after them, and she's going to grab a few of them by the throat. Mm.
0: Well, I didn't know about that, but that's <coughs> exciting. That feels very Venus and Pluto,
1: for sure. Very Liz Cheney. I can see it being others, other women, you know, empowered women, but – um, and certainly – there are women on the right that would love to capitalize on this on this energy but mm-hmm. Liz Cheney stands out in my mind as being someone that's using this energy yeah
0: right right and well and that makes sense too the like pluto bit to this you know it's feminine energy for sure venus it's it's what we are um you know, not just attracting, but what we what we want, what we are um, looking for, and how we keep things balanced. You know, it's not just the aesthetics. You know, Venus is sometimes only attributed to art and things like that, but there's a deeper um, balance that Venus is looking for. And so with Pluto, Pluto's going to use some of its gravity. To really try to balance out a situation.
1: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, the moon is in Taurus and um, it's on its way to Gemini, where it will be in opposition to the sun in Sagittarius. That's how we're going to have a full moon, and that axis is the axis of education and learning. Um. It's about truth, like a certain kind of basic truth about communication, and then mm-hmm. um, a higher truth which has to do with concepts, broader, broader concepts. So, <clears throat> it's about that. I like the Gemini Sagittarius axis, you know, polarity, okay. um, because it 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 is not only our ability to. Conceive abstract thinking, but then mm-hmm. our ability to communicate that abstract thinking to each other.
0: <clears throat>
1: right? The Gemini bit, yeah. It's very advanced. Uh, you know, in the right. world.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I mean, sometimes you know, I go back and forth on it, it's opinions. You know, that's something that I've like really kind of discovered. Is it? Gemini opinions or Sagittarius opinions? Who has the opinions? Both of them do, I think. There's this like opinion. A of,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. Um, certainly Sagittarius is more opinionated um, mm-hmm. than Gemini mm-hmm. because Gemini, yeah, um, I think they're fact-based. I think they like that. But, yes. But they're less invested in, in needing to be opinionated. They probably have strong opinions. But I wouldn't necessarily say they're righteous.
0: Right, right. They've, the formulation only goes so far, or the attachment to it
1: only goes Correct. so far. Correct. The attachment.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Totally. The attachment. All Fire signs are linked to an ego-based identity. Mhm. So mm. really, like, attachment is strong in the fire signs.
0: Mhm. So maybe this moon is about what opinions you're attached
1: to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, whether you can find humor in it, whether you can laugh about it, whether you can allow it to fluctuate, like, and be in being that full moon, whether you can be flexible with what you're learning, whether you can learn something, you know, new, whether you can expand the things that you do believe in that you know are true, um, yeah,
0: right. I like thinking
1: in... about that,
0: yeah, I like thinking about
1: in, like, sometimes, like at my age, like the truths that I've learned, mhm, you know, like what truths have I learned,
0: mm-hmm. things that
1: I absolutely know are true,,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they're interesting to me, um. Yeah, things like we attract what we think about.
0: Mhm. Right, and for some I feel like it's still in our culture that's more of a a um concept and not it's not necessarily a truth.
1: Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm talking about it in terms of that it's definitely a truth for me. I've seen yeah. it in action and I and I know that it's true. <laughs> right. It's like me saying, like, to my son, you know, like, here are the things that I've learned that are true. There's not that many. There's, like, three. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, like, three, four, maybe. You know, certainly one of them is, like, you know, you can't take it with you. So the only thing that really matters in life is how you grew. Mm. That's the only thing that matters, which is consistent with, like, like that Steve Jobs letter that he wrote on his deathbed about love and friendship and community and, like, being a good friend and being a good father. That's all that really matters, not what you own, not what you have. That's true. It's absolutely true. Mm
0: -hmm. And yet
1: people don't – they don't really spend enough time thinking about it. They're so striving, you know think of all of the men especially out there who are not spending enough time with their kids. Mhm. And what a deficit that is for both
0: mm-hmm. for the dads
1: and for the kids.
0: Mhm. Yeah, I mean that, that that is totally true. There's I think there was a I'm trying to remember recall the name of it, but there was a really good documentary on HBO and it it like interviewed all these like really rich um people And it kind of talked, it just followed them a little bit and their lives. And the ending was a bunch of them saying that, saying that they had regretted that all this, you know, it was talking about success and all that. And at the end, it came down to a couple of people saying they they didn't spend enough time with their kids and they can't get that back. It can never be. So it's very important. I think that's the truth for sure, not just an opinion.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also think that but, it's good. You-
1: yeah, go ahead.
0: That you only have like, you know, three or four. I feel like it would be bad if somebody had 25 truths that they knew were absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. It yeah, I mean, most it. of
1: mine are really esoteric, right? They're really esoteric, but they're 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 true to me because I've seen them, you know, like in action in my own life and in the lives of all the people that I work with,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, experience, right? That's where we learn.
1: Self-care is essential. You can't really care for anyone else properly unless you're caring for yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. True.
0: Yeah. Another truth.
1: A little Sagittarius wisdom there for you, everybody, in this Sagittarius (laughs) full moon. It's a good one. And how do we convey it and tell it and teach it and be it and learn it? You know, time to think about your lives. You know, it's not all about getting wasted on Friday. I was going to use a more colorful word right there and then I stopped myself. <laughs> it's it's not all about getting wasted on Friday. You know, that's not the purpose of your life. That's fun and, and go out and enjoy yourselves and have a good time. But you've got to recognize that if you're being some caddy bitch who's backstabbing your girlfriend and you know what I mean like that's not you're going to regret that in the end Mm -hmm. you are Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. to better to be a good better to be a good friend and work out your own doo-doo and figure out why you want to backstab her so that you don't do it so that you don't make bad karma (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: there you go Like what what
1: people bring to the table, you know, and I have a client say something to me like, oh, my God, this woman is legitimately a crazy. Mm." And and I say to myself, like, yeah, we all know that people like that. They're unobserved. They don't look at their own behavior. They don't question the rightness of their own behavior. They're intellectually and spiritually shut down by their own belief that they're entitled to behave the way they want to. Mm. Mm. Ooh. have that a little serving of pluto Venus and capricorn
0: <laughs> a little hard juice for you there you <laughs> go have
1: That's that good. have that a little daddy <laughs> energy
0: <a>
1: little <laughs> tough love
0: <laughs> oh no yeah right
1: daddy said don't be a bitch
0: Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't be a bitch.
1: I love that meme. There's there's a great meme out there that says, karma is a bitch, especially if you are one. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Why is that true?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't you think it's funny that of all the words, that's the one you're allowed to say on TV? A bitch. Because it's just a female dog. Yes, that's very weird. Hysterical because it's really a vulgar swear word.
0: It's fun to say, but yeah.
1: Anyway, lots of joy in this holiday season and lots of wanting to be whatever the opposite of that is, like a pleasant, nice human being. I'm Craig Martin here with Christina Martin. You've been listening to the Inside Connection. We'll be here next Wednesday for the full moon, uh, for the Solstice Show. You guys have a good night. Bye.
0: Good night.